Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of What Pat Reads. I really feel like I've been missing for so long, but that's because I promised myself I would review a book once every week, every Thursday, and I feel like I've missed like two or three Thursdays, so I f- it's like I've been gone in forever, but I think it's only been a month. Still, that's a long time, but today... I'll be reviewing my very own book, Vanilla Twilight. If you haven't heard of it, if you haven't read it before, I strongly suggest you do. It has 1,000 re- 1,000.12, sorry, 1.12 thousand reads, 182 votes, and 38 chapters. And speaking from a person with not a lot of reads you know as compared to all the other great books i feel like people with low reads readers like skim over it they're like oh i guess it's not good enough it's not interesting enough and half of the time it's not it's not the case it's just as it's not promoted as much it's not recognized as much and that's really one of the reasons why i created this podcast to give every writer a platform but especially so those with low reads can have a platform and be recognized and promoted and people can actually read their stories because they're so good I've read um, several books with about 100 reads and literally I was my socks was blown off it's really amazing so um this The book's called Vanilla Twilight by me, Misunderstood 98, and it's classified as chiclet. So I'll read the summary. Can we just quit pretending to be as perfect as society pushes us to be? Quit pretending we have no scars or pasts. Quit pretending every life has to be one full of elation and satisfaction. And can we please quit pretending as if every female must be your perfect girl next door or each guy has to be a bad boy, it's time to cut the crap. All the faking, the facades to hide the pain, it's time we quit being someone we aren't. It's time to quit pretending. If you want to read a book without all the predictable, sappy storylines, you found the right one. This girl is far from innocent, but then again, so are we. Okay, I'm going to read the first chapter of Vanilla Twilight and I think yep here we go chapter one thanks I'll be back next week my usual customer tells me as he gingerly pulls out three crisp hundred dollar bills from his leather wallet I couldn't be bothered with politeness as I practically yanked the cash out of his hand and hastily found my way to the door My body was aching to get some rest, and I was going to soak it all as soon as I got back to my dorm room. Hopefully, my roommate would be spending her Saturday night out on the town, as she usually did. I didn't bother slipping on the fishnet stockings I wore when coming to this hotel. It would take up too much of my time. Instead, I scooped them up in my arms along with my suede heels and headed for the door of this crappy room. I can give you a ride if... I never heard the end of his sentence as I pulled the door shut in his face. He was a nice guy compared to the others I've acquainted, but I don't really have the audacity to hang out with a married man. Before he came in the room, 
I saw him subtly slip his ring off his finger before positioning himself above me to get to work. Even with what I do, I had some form of respect and decided to keep my conscience clear for as long as I could. Unfortunately, life throws you several bombs you can't miss and you have to do what you have to do. Making it to the end of the hall, I pull my bouncy curls into a high bun, bringing it off my face. The man sitting behind the check-in desk flashes me a tight-lipped smile as I headed for the front doors of the building. I knew that look. It was the same they all gave me when they find out who I am. No, when they think they find out who I am. It's easy to see their thoughts when the majority of the time they feel like masking them. That's the problem with people in this world. They spend so much time hiding their true selves that they in turn lose who they really are. It's sad, if you ask me. At least I'm not prancing around on my high horse pretending to be someone I'm not. I know I'm not perfect. Hell, I have too many scars that I can count. But I accept that. That's why I find my shoulders light, because the weight of the world isn't resting upon them. Smiling at the thought, I make a sharp bend around the corner that'll take me to campus, passing the homely coffee shop that I frequent as much as I can. It's past 11 o'clock, so I know they're closed and done for the day. Fortunately, Henry and the crew will be there bright and early when I come to get my regular cup of iced coffee. The chilly breeze nips at my thighs, which are scarcely covered by the tight red skirt I'm wearing. Leaving it to January, leave it to January to be one of the coldest months in Florida, I thought sarcastically. The gates of Finn State University greet me as I walk through while flashing the security guard my ID. It's just me, Nick. Go back to watching your reality shows, I joke with him. Nick has been the designator head security officer since I've gotten here about two years ago, and I'd taken a liking to him straight away. He was young, but old enough to be my uncle, which fortunately he called himself. Okay, niece, just making sure it's you, he chuckled in reply as he slipped his bald head back into the security booth. Campus was alive with music, the ground practically vibrating with bass. The head frat house, Theta Gamma Nu, was a beacon on campus, fully noticeable with its blasting music, drunken people, and illuminated appearance. No doubt the guys had added a few more lights to the porch recently. Despite the cliché stereotype of frat guys, all of them were sweethearts. I should know. The captain is my best friend. Micah Daxon has been my ride-or-die chick since I met him back in 7th grade. Forget the fact that we're total opposites. He an extrovert while I'm an introvert. He's brave as hell, whereas I'm still working on gaining courage. He's strong physically and emotionally, while I'm... I'm still trying to figure that one out. No doubt I'll hear about this in the morning when he comes over to crash in my bed. It's a good thing FSU doesn't have a no boys and girls lodging facilities rule, or we would we would have been screwed. After scaling the elevator and making it to the second floor where my room was, I push open my newly decorated door and shuffle inside the darkness. Flipping on the switch conveniently located beside the door, our newly modified living room comes into view. FSU was kind of a high-end college, meaning it was pretty fancy. Luckily for those living in the dorms, we didn't have to share one single room with another person. It was set up like a mini-apartment. A small living room, bathroom, kitchenette, and two bedrooms occupied our abode. Safe to say, we got our much-needed space. 
I barely glanced at the bathtub as I trudged tiredly to my room, pushing open the door before closing it behind me. The soft form of the mattress greeted me as I fell face first into it and bundled up under my favorite blanket. Shortly after, I was encased in the sturdy cocoon of slumber. There was a piercing jab in the side of my stomach when I found consciousness the next day. Ugh, what is that? I groaned out while simultaneously rotating my arm to remove it. A low grumble greets me as my palm makes contact with the squishy surface. Finally rolling over, I turn to see Micah fast asleep beside me in the most awkward position I've ever seen. Micah, Micah, I called quietly while shaking him slightly. Mm-hmm, he sleepily responded. Take your elbow out of my back for crying out loud. He didn't move right away, but after some coaxing and pushing, we were both in a more comfortable position. Still not fully awake, I studied my sleeping butte beside me. His blonde hair was stood up in every direction, while his tan skin felt as if a sticky substance had spilt on him. Beer, no doubt. I noticed that he too was wearing the same clothes from yesterday, and I couldn't blame him. Who had time for showers when your body was going to shut down from the great need of rest? Hey, Mikey, I poke him in the eye. What? He groans out while aimlessly swatting at my hand. Are we going to spend our whole Sunday in bed? Was planning to, he says sleepily. As much as the idea sounded captivating, I didn't want us to waste a whole day. Can we just sleep half of it and go get coffee later on? I ask, stifling a yawn. Anything you want, Nevea, he responds, kissing me on the forehead. Thanks, Tum Tum, I giggle, using his childhood nickname I gave him. His quiet laughter fills the space in between us. Real cute, Vale. And so, as sleep cradled the both of us once again, my best friend and I both let ourselves relish in the state of REM. It was past one o'clock in the afternoon when we decided to roll out of bed. I lazily hopped in the shower while Micah rummaged through the drawer designated for him in my dresser to find a change of clothes. Letting the warm pellets beat down on my olive skin, I physically felt every feeling of grime wash away down the drain. As much as I would delight in standing under its captivating drops, I had to hop out and let Micah catch his turn. Wrapping the towel around my naked body, I pranced back into the room in a much better mood than I was last night. You're up, I tell him as he looked towards me. You, Vea, how about putting on some clothes for Cheeto's sake? He bellows as I sink on my bed laughing. He never likes to swear by Christ and hates it when I don't wear more clothes around him. We're practically siblings and that's just nasty, were his words if I recall correctly. He slipped out of the bedroom door while shutting it softly behind him. Instead of lying down again and getting a few minutes rest, I forced myself to get up and look for something to wear. Several minutes into my search, I come out with a fashion over charcoal jeans, a full lace knit gray sweater, and my favorite gray ankle boots. Just as I was zipping up my last boot, Michael walks in fully clothed with a navy blue polo pullover, black jeans, and some name brand black boots of his own. Great. I thought I would have to force you to get ready again, he smirked playfully rolling his eyes. You almost had to. Fortunate for you, I decided to get up this time. I retort, placing my keys, wallet, and cell phone I got off the nightstand and into my little purse. 
When we were both done, we headed for the front door and made our way to the elevator. Are we going to Henry's place again? Mike inquired. Of course, where else would we go for coffee? I scoffed. Crossing the fairly large campus took us a few minutes, but eventually we made it to the entrance of campus. Nick was gone, his shift being over from earlier this morning, and in his place stood the other security guard, Ben. He was younger than Nick, being only 27, but still close to our age somewhat. He was arrogant as hell and constantly asked to go out with me. I, for one, have no care or time for relationships, so I politely turn him down each time he asks. Not that I was interested in him anyway. Nevea, how's it going? He asks snidely. Grunting in annoyance, I have thought of playing good as Micah and I kept moving. That guy still bothering you? He asks with a look over his shoulder. Micah was the overprotective type, and I loved him for it. Yes, I really don't get why he just wouldn't give up already, I sighed. Want me to talk to him? He asks seriously. Smiling gratefully up at him, I spoke. As much as I would love that, you don't have to. At least, not yet. I can ignore him a little while longer. Are you sure? Because I can go up to him and... Mikey, it's fine, really. I promise you, I'll let you talk to him when I can't handle it anymore, I say to him. Looking somewhat satisfied with my promise, he wraps an arm around my shoulder as we continue on to our favorite hangout. Several blocks later, we stroll right up to the front door of the infamous coffee shop. The bell above the door jingles as we enter, immediately feeling at home once inside. Tantalizing aromas waft through the air as one of the staff pulls out freshly baked scones from the oven. My eyes roam the glass display dressed with different kinds of muffins, slices of cheesecakes, scones, bagels, and more. As Mike and I walk right up to the counter, a jolly old man greets us. His forehead has been decorated with creases as the corner of his mouth sported laugh lines. His pale skin was tinted a red shade and glistened with sweat from a hard day's work, but he was relentless. He would work from sunup till sundown. How you kids doing today? Henry said. Hungry as always, Micah replied, replied smiley, smiling warmly. Especially since we're here, I added. Wonderful. Should I get you the regulars? He asked, looking at both of us knowingly. You know it, I said smilingly. Smiling. We frequented, we frequented this place so much that we were welcomed regulars. This was a great place to study away from all the noise on campus, and the tasty smells of freshly baked bread only added to the perks of it. Coming right up, he said, hurrying, hurrying away. Mike and I found our way to the rear of the place, near the window, our favorite spot. Dumping down into the soft, cushioned chair, I heaved out a sigh, grateful to have gotten off my feet as Micah sits opposite me. Several cars waited by as people did the same out on the pavement. Behind them was a beautiful view of a man-made waterfall covered in pink blossoms and hummingbirds. The scene itself was, was a minuscule escape from the hustle and bustle of Pensacola. How did yesterday go? Micah asked breaking the comfortable silence. I sat and thought for a second before answering him. Good. Got a much-needed manicure during the day with Hannah. Then we... You know what I mean, Vea, he says softly. Yeah, I know what he meant. He was asking about my side job, 
the one thing in the world nobody but him knew about. It was the same as always, nothing new, I replied curtly. I knew he didn't like what I did, not by a long shot. He was constantly coaxing me to find a different job. He even offered to give me money, free of charge, anything, just to stop what I was doing. Nivea, can you please talk to me? Why don't you find something else? I'm sure there are many better jobs around other than... Other than what? Having sex for money? Other than selling myself like this? I finished for him. You know I only mean well. I only want the best for you. This... This thing that you do isn't good, Vea. It's stupid, not to mention dangerous. And like I said, I'm sure you can find better. Why are you so fixed on me not doing this? Why are you so comfortable with doing this? I was stunned into silence. How could I tell him? How could I tell my best friend, my big brother, what happened all those summers ago? No one but the scum herself knew, and I hoped she rot in hell for it. She did this to me, had it so ingrained into my mind that nine years later, I still couldn't escape it. How could I tell him this? I don't know, okay, Micah? All I do know is I'm good at this and it helps pay for my schooling. I told you time and time again that I can't. I know, Mikey, I know. But I don't want you to. I'm not going to leech off of you just because your parents are semi-rich. That's not what best friends do, I stated. Correction, best friends and siblings. My parents are your parents. You know that. If they were to ever find out about this, they'd be heartbroken that you didn't come to them. Not to mention furious. Don't you think I know that? It's so frustrating, and I wish I can explain, but I can't. I lied. I just don't have the right words right now. I hope he can see through me in this moment, because I know for a fact Micah knows when I'm not telling the truth. I smell bull, but I'll leave it alone for now, he said, clearly upset. That's one thing I always loved about him. He knew when to push and when to let it be. Don't be mad, Mikey. I'll be fine, I assured. He mumbled something along the lines of, yeah, sure, and looked out the window. You still love me, Tum Tum? I asked, playfully arching my eyebrow at him. He wasn't able to resist when I used his nickname and gave in a few short seconds later. Fine, he said, playfully rolling his eyes. Just then, Henry came and brought us our meal. We always ordered blueberry scones with strawberry cream cheese and an iced coffee for me and, an, and a cup of chamomile tea for him. Here you go. This one's on the house, he winked at us. Oh, Henry, you didn't have to. I started, but he quickly cut me off. No, no, no buts. Eat up, you two. Call me if we need anything else, he said, already retreating to his counter. Thanks, Uncle Henry, Micah shouted behind him. He really is an awesome uncle. I say while picking up my scone and sinking my teeth into it. The flavors that dance around my mouth are enough to have my eyes rolling back and a satisfied grunt to escape me. Why are these so heavenly, I muse. It's a secret family recipe passed on to the chefs in the family, Micah chuckles. I think he made some at the Christmas dinner. Yeah, he did. Him and Mom actually did them together, he supplies. Suddenly, my phone rings from somewhere inside my purse. 
Disappointed and having to put my scone on hold, I fished around until I clutched its hard, vibrating body. Speaking of her, I cut off as I answered the phone call. Nevea, honey, how are you? Micah's mom greets me. Hey, mom, I'm all right. Missing me already, I joke. Oh, of course, dear. Christmas break was too short of a vacation. I miss you both already. How's Micah doing? Staying away from those ridiculous parties, I hope, she asks. It's funny you should mention a party. I trail off as Micah freezes mid-chew. You wouldn't, he mouths silently. Watch me, I retort as well. So so there was this frat party last night, and Micah, Nevea, he grunts out as he leaped for me. I immediately dissolve into laughter at this precious moment. It was later on that evening as the sun slipped from its point in the sky, the beautiful birdsong quieting down and the chill of the air kicking in. We were already back at the dorms. Micah headed back to his room to catch up on homework for tomorrow's class while I sat in front of my Mac laptop, fingers poised above the keyboard. It was a quarter after seven, my usual work time. Opening the tab I had purposely left running, I let my fingers move as my mindset changed from that of a carefree college student to a businesswoman. After all, this was a business. I opened my chat to see that I had already several buyers waiting on me. That was my favorite thing about this R-rated website. Hush, hush. Even though I wouldn't be online, the bidders can still show their intention to pay for the show, and when I clicked accept... Their accounts are immediately charged, and I get paid. Over 50 viewers were already opening my channel and wanting to watch, but I chose the first 20. That's what makes my channel among the top on here. I don't let just anyone watch my shows. After clicking accept and quickly checking my bank account, I am elated to see the number 2000 flashing back at me. That's another thing about my channel. I charge $100 for an hour. It may sound pricey, but I make every second worth it. I try to act out everything the viewers ask of me. Sometimes they're just plain disgusting, but most of the time it's something I don't mind doing. Quickly glancing over my outfit, I made sure the snug white sweat I was wearing hung off my shoulder, matching the white thong I was wearing. Lastly, I slipped on the mask I always wore to conceal my identity online. Everything was in place. Making sure my room door was locked, I then click the begin recording button and situate myself in the bed. Here goes nothing, I thought before I began stripping off my sweater. Okay, well, that was a long chapter. And that's one of the cons or one of the things I wished I knew when I first started writing the book. That I didn't have to make each chapter like over 3,000 words. Um, I feel like that really would bore readers and turn them the way. I feel like there was so much giveaway in that first chapter alone, and that's something that could be improved. I could have spread it out more along each chapter of the book, but, you know, I don't want to change it because then I would be changing the entire setup and the storyline, so I just left it be. Um, the idea or the storyline is interesting, but could use some help in making it more passionate and believable uh, with the whole, I don't know if you guys got it, but 
So Nevaeh and Micah, Micah are best friends. They knew each other from junior high. And his parents took her on. So that's why at first she was calling um, his parents your mom or your family. Even though she's basically adopted into the family, she lives with them. So I could have made that more clear. I could have made it more. I could have said it in a different way, better just more believable, more passionate about it. Um, I could add more excitement to each chapter. I feel like as the chapters went on, I did do that. It got more exciting. It got more deep. And I love that about the way I wrote the book. And I love that the characters themselves have depth. Like Micah, he's strong, he's passionate, he's caring. And as the chapters go on, there's a scene between him and Nevea that really conveys how much he cares about her and Avea there's so much going on with her that you guys have to read to find out it's really deep um but she's strong regardless of it all she's strong and I think that's amazing and another character that pops up later on down the line I don't want to reveal him just yet you guys have to read to see but he's amazing he's oh he's everything I wish I had in a man right now And um, I really love the book because it deals with issues no one wants to talk about and how they affect someone. So like I said, if you really want to find out what's going on with Nevaeh or her story, please continue to read. Guys, well, that's the end for this episode, but be sure to check out my other books, part two, which is Dawn, and it's even more exciting. It um the first book ends on a cliffhanger and the second one picks up on that cliffhanger so if you want to find out what happens i suggest you read don friends i love that one and understanding him and i have many more books in the way that i'm currently writing now ones that i think you will love and appreciate and i really do enjoy writing them you can contact me on snapchat Roxanne Ruby on Instagram at Roxy.Ruby right here on Woodpad or podcasts. And if you want me to re- review your books, leave a message on any of those platforms and I'll definitely get back to you. Any books, anytime, doesn't matter how many reads you have. You have one, you can have 1,000. I'll definitely review that. So be sure to click on message. DM me and let me know. See you guys in the next episode.